Welcome to the front page of the internet. I was gonna say that was way more unexpected than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, no, no, no. That was good. That was good. We'll probably get sued for that, so let's let's not do that. Well, welcome to the United States of America. To the front podcast of the internet. I am your guest tonight, Scott Garola, and hosting is the lovely William James Rutherford Matson. All close, of the how, all how of the middle I? things was wrong. You were way off. You know what my middle name is? Patrick. Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry, sorry. And your host, William Jesus Christ. Do it the formal way, William the Lord. <laughs> no, I, I feel like for my safety, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. At least not here. I'm not going to tell the audience. You know, I what I will tell you, though, I won't tell you my middle name, but I'll give you the last four of my social. I'll give you... Uh, yeah, what are your security My mother's questions? maiden name, my, ri- my first pet's name. Hey, Willie, since we've got nothing else going on tonight, I figured we should talk about... Uh, the most important thing of the week, and I know what it is, and I know everybody, everybody... You saw the title of this episode, and you're like, oh, I'm exhausted. You know what it is. Can I, can I introduce it to our audience? All right. This is our NFL special, where we just talk about football inside the bubble. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? You just you just wanted to talk about men beating each other up or off. Oh, that I mean I'm into that one. I ha- I had a different thought and I think the audience also has a different thought, Scott. All right, lay it on me. Not Why not are- literally. <laughs> get you have to get a lot closer than you currently are. <laughs> Why are we not talking about the elephant in the room, man? The most important thing that's happening this week. Cuz I want to talk about the donkey in the room. The Mandalorian. Have you have you seen the new episode, by the way? Yes, and it was so good. Man, I have that unpopular opinion. I, I'm going to be the one person in a room of hundreds that is like, it's okay. Okay, all right. It's fine that you feel that way. I'm going to respect your opinion. Much like the decision to have sports during a pandemic, I think you're wrong. And only because that child is what's really going to save us from everything else that's going on in the world right now. Hey, so uh, welcome to the show. Let's fill everybody in on what we're actually doing today, Scott. Tonight we are we are recording live during the United States of America election 2020. Dun, 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 dun. That was awesome. That music was dope. Please don't <laughs> sue us. Insert company here. So as we record, it is 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. The polls in Minnesota have been closed for just over an hour. The plan was that we were going to go live to to Reddit and look at the live thread because every single time there's a big event or an election like this, Reddit has a live thread going, pulling from multiple resources. Is that right, Willie? That's correct. It's usually called what what they call a mega thread. And it takes all the news stories, all of the events happening around one specific moment and compresses it into this specific space for readers to be able to find one place for everything. And when we think about this being a podcast around Reddit, 
is what does the state of the union look like for Reddit on a major world event? Because regardless of where you're from, thank you, UK listeners. Hi, Paul. You, this affects everybody in the world. Unfortunately, that's not just like the American in me saying like being narcissistic. It's, we just understand it to be reality. And this hopefully can live as a time capsule of the events that took place in the early hours of the race. Yeah, I, I mean, we're we're hopeful that the the rest of the world, all several of you listeners, thank you, Paul, realize that the last four years did have global repercussions, and so we want to we want to let you in on uh, a couple of Yanks reacting to this in real time. Now, like Willie said, Minnesota's polls closed approximately an hour ago. In our state, the law is that if you are in line. By the time the poll closes, you have the right to vote. It is it is the law that they have to let you stand in line until you have voted. And everyone in line gets a chance to vote no matter what. That's correct. So I, th- I feel it's best that we can now hopefully say that another hour was was enough time for all of Minnesota to get their votes in. And hopefully now they'll all get counted as we go live to the results from the election map, which Willie Blitzer has on his screen in front of him. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for leading me into that question so exceedingly well. As you guys can see, the race right now, 9-11, well, that's uh, some terrible irony in that statement. The votes for the presidential race stand at 131 electoral votes for Biden and 98 for Trump. And again, that number is 270 to win. We're seeing a ton of red in some predictable states, and we've seen some flip-flopping early on here in the election. Texas currently has flipped back to predicted to be red, as did Florida. And there's a few other swing states along the way that are predicting a win for Trump. Right now we have Wisconsin and Ohio predicting uh, a Trump win as well. For those of us that are hoping for a win for Biden, this is not good news. But again, this is early on, so nothing can be uh, set in stone here, Scott. Back to you. Thanks, Willie. Now, I'm of the opinion, and I want to hear your thoughts on this too, that if if I, I'm terrible at math, and I'm so sorry, listeners, if if you love math, I really hope you do, and I wish some of you would email me on how to do it, because I hear it changes all the time. Yeah, but, school has new math, Scott. Yeah. You might be able to figure this one out. It takes forever. Well, I, I'm down to learn. I, I'm willing. I'm like an open book at this point in my life, but if... I'm DTF as well, Scott. I am down <laughs> to find out how this works. Perfect. Now, why are we getting reports from all of these sources when there's only like a couple hundred or a couple thousand votes that are that are turned in? So like I'm seeing precinct reportings for for 2%, for 18%, for 35%. And at, at some point, there's a decision to like, we're just going to call it for candidate A or B. But I don't get that. Like, to me, it doesn't make sense to to call it or to at least even show it until there's like 50% of the vote because you're you're just seeing these numbers like okay this is what we've got reported in but we're still expecting about 600,000 votes to come in and d- doesn't it seem kind of i guess inappropriate to even make assumptions at that point considering what's on the line well call me an idiot scott but let idiot. me re- okay that was <laughs> that was really mean let me 
fill you in on some some things that I have learned over the last week as I, I've done some research, tried to figure out why this is the case and, and what people are saying. So if you're a news outlet, we'll, we'll name some big ones. If you're ABC, NBC, CBS, you're live. You have a big audience of people. And your goal as a uh, media outlet is to get as many eyeballs on your station as possible. You want to be the predictors of what's coming. So one of the ways that they do that is they say, hey, things are close. We're at that like pinnacle point where things can't go back the other direction. So we want to be the first to call it. And in previous elections... It was it, it was still a big deal, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't as big of a deal. So they would start calling them early, and then there was strength in numbers. These news sites are all watching each other. So when ABC sees CNN call it for Ohio, they're jumping on board. They're all getting there as fast as they can because they want your eyeball to stay on them. They don't want to be assumed to be behind by even a minute. Do you feel that this is is this kind of like you know how apps kind of are programmed to keep your eyes always kind of moving and engaged and keep you on so you know Twitter has the infinite scroll Reddit does as well they just want you to be on their site as much as possible so you know it builds traffic they gain data do you think the news sites that we have trusted for our entire lives have have gotten to a point where they're now copying what big tech is doing to keep people engaged on their screen. Like for this night, is it any different than like the regular news just to keep people engaged? Because I find myself flipping back and forth. Like I'll go to MSNBC, I'll go to CNN, I'll see what Fox says. I will just check it out because I want to see how the coverage is being presented. But there's nobody that I'm like really tied to in terms of this night. When you say nobody, you specifically mean no media outlet, right? Yeah, I was I was watching ABC and then they went to commercial. So I flipped over to MSNBC. Not all of us can have a war room like you, Scott, looking like it's out of uh, some tech space in one of the recent Fast and the Furious movies. Well, that's true. I'm one of those people who can't have that either. I'm just describing my TV with picture in picture. Your TV has picture in picture? Doesn't yours? No, mine still takes like 20 minutes to warm up. Oh, you still have a CRT. You, you know the best part of that stupid joke? I <laughs> bet, I bet we have at least a listener who's like, what's a, what's a CRT? Oh, yeah. What is um, that? It's the only thing you can play Duck Hunt on right now. If you want to plug a, an original Nintendo 64 into a television, you probably want to have a CRT TV to take full advantage of those pixels. Sorry, polygons. Now, uh, the presidential election is not the only election that's going on tonight. We also have several House and Senate elections going on as well. We've got a couple breaking news here. It looks like as of 10 minutes ago, the Associated Press is reporting that Lindsey Graham will win re-election in South Carolina. Yeah, I don't think that was uh, an expected loss. I think that was probably an expected victory for him, right? I guess. And, you know... Personal feelings aside, because I, I thought about this earlier tonight, like I wish kind of just for change's sake that some of these incumbents who've been around forever would get would get voted out and replaced with somebody else. But uh, I don't live in the state that Lindsey Graham represents, so I don't speak for them. And, you know, if, if they feel like he is the, the person that 
best represents their interest, well, that's on that state, you know. Lindsey Graham doesn't affect Minnesota in terms of decision-making, so he's beholden to his constituents. Yeah, we notice that most often, I guess what we see most often is the way these politicians interact with us on a national scale, but we really don't have a good idea of how they impact us on a local scale. So that definitely impacts my decision or my viewpoints on on people, right? I mean, it's why we always say, fuck you, Mitch, because we're seeing the way he interacts on a a national scale, how he's uh, interacting with his constituents, right? Is that the right term, his peers? Yeah, constituents is the people that would vote for him. Oh, then we don't see how he interacts with them. That's what I'm that's the point that I'm trying to make. So it it maybe it's really tough for us to understand. I'm still going to say fuck you though for the <laughs> most part. So right. when we when we bring the conversation back to Reddit, Scott, are, is there any specific things that pop out to you as interesting as we look to election news? Yeah, one of the things I've really liked about Reddit is kind of it it goes out of its way to make sure to let you know that this is a this is a big event, right? It's got a big red dot. Sometimes it's blinking that says live, so you can go in there and see a stream of consciousness, really, because it's just all of these sources being kind of combined into one big thread, and it, it's even showing us right now. So this this is all happening in r slash politics, by the way. There are thirty three thousand people viewing this thread all at the same time. So that just that's really cool how it shows how many people are part of this community at this point in time with such a big event going on. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, 33,000 people watching this. I, I'm really interested, listener, where where are you getting your news throughout the week as as we watch election news unfold when maybe decisions haven't been made tomorrow or the day after and we're just waiting for that where where are you going for that information 31,000 or I guess 33,000 people at this point is not an insignificant amount of eyeballs yeah and it's not a ton of people but it is a lot of people interested in this one thread at this point in time also news here as of two minutes ago now three minutes ago Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wins re-election in New York that would have been such a heartbreak. She appeals to such an incredible audience, and especially for New Yorkers. There are so many young people looking to make something of themselves in New York, and I think AOC is such a great representation. Did you? I don't know if on the show we talked about her playing Among Us, did we? I don't think so. She, uh, yeah, she did a campaign event or a, a voter awareness event. I, I have watched countless hours of people playing Among Us. I've played it a few times myself. And some of the the biggest streamers that I watch, people like Dr. Lupo, Pokimane, these people that kind of set the, the standard for what Twitch streaming looks like, AOC leading up to the election said, hey, I want to go and I, I just want to play this game because I heard it's great. And all these people reached out. So watching some of my favorite streamers play with this person and to see these people that are multimillionaires like Dr. Lupo be starstruck to be in the same room, to be in the same conversation with this person is a really interesting sight to behold. And I know value doesn't uh, affect everybody, but 
it's still interesting, right? Like, if you were a multimillionaire, would you still be a little starstruck if you got to meet AOC? Ooh, this is this is a timely question for me because uh, a buddy of mine was texting me. He was texting me posts about Kanye West and how oh, no. he was a presidential candidate. And so, in the past two weeks, I've learned more about Kanye than I think I ever wanted to. He is a great artist, and I hope on a personal level that he is a great human being. I listened to most of the Joe Rogan interview with him, and it sounds like he's doing some really cool and innovative things from his church that he is starting up. He's, he's trying to create this, this commune-like place where people can come and learn and farm, and he's trying to create like this, this singing school academy where people come and learn how to become like the best gospel singer that you can be, like a training academy, if you will. His ideas that he he puts out, albeit ineloquently, I mean, they don't sound like they're bad ideas. They don't sound crazy. He doesn't sound like he needs to be locked up in a mental institution like so many people in, in many tweets and posts have said. But on the other hand, he voted for himself today and, and didn't really, you know, didn't really come up with any concrete strategies for for the united states that i feel were would be realistic you know he didn't he didn't have a great foreign policy that stood out (laughs) when it comes to the celebrity of meeting somebody like aoc i think it would be really cool and yeah maybe initially i would be starstruck but once again she doesn't represent me in any way shape or form She's a politician. She has a job that's supposed to be super boring and I'm not supposed to care about it. She's supposed to make things better for her constituency. So if she does that, then I'd think she's a really great person. Getting to meet her, like getting her autograph, I'm not too interested in that. Maybe it's just me, Scott, but I'd like I would definitely I would I mean I definitely as the the zoomers say, I definitely simp over that one. So we turn back to election information, and this is the interesting part. Here we are, 30 minutes after we just got started, and we're not seeing much movement in terms of numbers. And I think that's one of the reasons why an election like this gets under people's skin so much. All of us have been kind of indoctrinated into this idea that we can get information now immediately so why does it take so long to count these ballots why don't we have this information right away it's an hour and a half after the after central time closed we should have all this information at our fingertips but things are different and they move at a different pace so we're still at 131 prospective electoral college votes for biden 98 for trump they're predicting Wisconsin at this point is going to go to Trump. Uh, Minnesota is going to go to to Biden, which kind of not really a surprise. If we look at the numbers for Trump in Wisconsin, they're saying 42% reporting and he's got a 52% lead. It's really like there's so many more people that could come out. The unfortunate part here is most of the places that are reporting now are the ones that we would have discovered if they were going to go for Biden or not. It's around Chicago and around Madison. Oh, so you're just saying like the major metropolitan areas are sticking blue and the rural areas are red. And and those ones, it looks like they have the vast majority of their votes counted already. 
So it's unlikely for those things to change, but there's still a chance. You never know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's kind of teasing, too, when we see like 42%, less than 50% of the possible votes that could exist have been counted. So it, it could go one way or the other, I feel. And uh, that's just the idiot in me not knowing anything about this political coverage. But how long is this going to go on, right? We, we, we don't know how long... We're going to have to stay up if we're going to find out tomorrow. And none of these none of these resources seem to want to say like, hey, our coverage is going to end tonight at 10 p.m. or at 11 p.m. Or we're going to cut away to your local news for a little bit and then we'll come back. I don't think they will, honestly. I, I think they're planning for the, for the long haul. I expect these media outlets to be prepared to cover this for the next couple of days through the weekend because every prediction leading up to today is saying that we won't have an answer likely through the month and potentially until the first of the year. That's how long this can go. So here we are on election night looking at these numbers, hoping that what we're seeing is real, but knowing deep down inside that we are not going to have an answer for a for a long period of time. To bring it back to Reddit's election coverage really quickly, one thing that I find very interesting is that this mega thread is kind of pulled out of the main thread. If we go to all right now, nothing in the top 10 posts is really about any sort of United States political event. Why do you you think that is? Hopefully it's because the world just don't care. It's important to us, but since Reddit is a global entity, I'm hoping that the rest of the world still holds a little bit more weight than than we do. You know, knock us down no, no. a peg or two. <laughs> we hold all the weight, Scott. We are known as the fattest country in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Not going to disagree with you. But if we go down to uh, a little bit further in news today, r slash news, an armed man was arrested in Charlotte at a polling site after being banned. He, yeah, the, uh, he, the top post kind of summarizes that if you want to look at that. Right. So the Charlotte police got a call about uh, an, a man possibly intimidating voters at about 10.41 a.m. They showed up, they asked him to leave, and he did leave without any further issues. About two hours later, he, they got another call uh, that he had returned. So they, they showed up and they placed him under arrest with second-degree trespassing. I wonder how many of these moments from like this chaotic week are going to stand the the motorcade that stopped one of the biden campaign vehicles on a highway these people going to polling places and trying to do voter intimidation how much of this do you think is actually going to stick and how much of it do you think is going to end up just being washed away into the breeze because of everything that's happening well i have seen a handful of posts about people reporting voter intimidation some with video and a handful of posts of people saying like hey i am a six foot four ex-marine who will gladly like escort you to the polls if you want like this is my polling station if you feel like you want me to be there i'll go stand out there on election night so hopefully it's it's kind of even and we don't have too many wrongdoers or you know people who are up to this tomfoolery if you will Oh, that Tom, you you tricky little bitch. But I, I, I do want to bring us back to the actual election here at the moment, Scott. The numbers have just changed on us. Here we are 
not necessarily real time for the listeners, but the numbers have shifted a little bit in Trump's favor. At the moment, we are at 131 to Biden and 108 to Trump. And again, it's kind of that like middle swing of red that we have seen year over year for the last, I don't know, since I've been alive, those states have all kind of swung red. And we're starting to see some of those solidify, like the Nebraska's, Arkansas's, sorry, Arkansas, Missouri. Surprisingly, Iowa hasn't put in any numbers at the moment. They haven't given us any result. They're still telling, uh, they're still keeping everything close to the chest, like Batman, if you will. At the moment, though, if you go into the numbers, this is interesting. So they don't have a prediction one way or another. And I think maybe this is some strategy, Scott. 32% of the state is reporting, 62% for Biden, and 36% for Trump. This is Iowa. Wow. But again, if they're not, and and right now we're looking at some live coverage on Apple News, but this is simultaneously around many different sites. Here in this platform, I think they're not predicting one state over another, and probably because they just don't have enough votes or they don't have some of the major precincts reporting yet. And that's good. Like, I wish every state was kind of like this. Like, we're, we're going to hold off. We're not going to turn our numbers in. We don't necessarily need to get any coverage for our state just because, just because we can, right? Like, we don't need to... I feel it's weird that there's a trickle effect with this coming in, whereas I would rather the state of Massachusetts say like, okay, once we have 75% of the predicted votes are counted, then send that over and be like, okay, here we're, here's where we're at. You know, we've only got a little bit left to go, but this is what we're looking at with the majority of our votes counted. Now, it is kind of cool, I will say. If you watch these channels, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, all of them, they have this really cool, like super giant 80-inch screen that's touchscreen and they can go like county by county in the United States and see the numbers that they're reporting in. Well, it's such a cool technology, but it's also, I think it feeds right back into that. How do I keep your eye attached to this? There's kind of some voodoo that goes on to it. Like, oh my God, how do they have all this data? And I think that builds some trust. And I don't know if it's necessarily deserved in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have one of those inside my own home. I don't know what I would use it for. Sure. I was thinking more like everyday use. Porn? Right, right, right. But I, I was thinking something like more more practical to make things a little bit easier in the day. And jobs. Blow jobs. <laughs> BJs. Anal? I was thinking more like BDSM? zones of my house that need to be cleaned. Like this little corner of the house right here. If we tap in and we zoom in, we can see there's a cobweb there, you know, and that's been there for now six weeks. So your significant uh, other screams from the side of the house, help me, stepbrother, I'm stuck. What are you into, man? I don't know. Last week you talked about my mom's dildo, you ass. Oh, speaking. <laughs> hmm. As of five minutes ago, Missouri was called for Trump. Did we expect uh, that, though? I think we expected that. I don't know what to expect anymore with the United States. I mean, last time... I, I, I did a little deep dive on myself four years ago today on Twitter, and I posted a thread. I was like, hey, let's see what I was doing four years ago today. And the, the day before, I was like, man, I'm really excited to vote. And the day of, I was like, oh, yeah, I voted. I hope you are, too. And then the next post was a gift from The Matrix 
where that lady in white dies, spoiler alert, oh. by getting unplugged. And what does she say, Willie? Not like this. Not like this. And then, in some sort of Hail Mary, I, I posted a gif with Jordan Peele sweating profusely and a call to any alien slash time traveler intervention that that they could somehow change this. Via my death. And then, and then finally, I the next day posted a uh, a picture from the prequels. Shout out to our prequel memes of poor Senator Padme saying that this republic no longer functions. Do you remember what you were doing four years ago, Willie, on this fateful night? Yep, we were watching the election coverage, and she was crying, and. I was trying to say it's not going to be that bad, and naive me never really understood exactly what was going to happen, but I think deep down inside, part of me wanted to die. Yeah, my significant other was also crying a lot that evening, and I don't know if I went so far as to say it wasn't going to be that bad. I think I was very hopeful that maybe there was some sort of disruption that could have happened, but I never Mm -hmm. anticipated this level of confusion that still surrounds us to this day. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to turn this pod into what I hate watching, which is unnecessarily long coverage. We really only need like one person in a room to say like, okay, yeah, they won, they won, they won. Here we go. Post it online. Happy birthday. So you're saying keep everything hidden completely all day until it's final. Ooh. Yeah, because imagine if it was like 11 o'clock. And we had this big election special brought to you by Tostitos. Because, let's let's be honest, it would be advertised so heavily. It, w- it would beat every other advertisement event for the Here's past Here's your years. election halftime show brought to you by Pepsi. Bring out Mariah Carey and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, yeah. Every single state gets to announce their ballot results. And in between, there's there's sideline discussion and, yeah, musical acts. It's it's the longest thing. It goes all through the night. That's why Election Day should be a holiday. And Election Day after, for the hangover, of course. And there should be presents for the winner. And there should what? be death death by hanging for the loser. Just Whoa. Wow. Sorry. That went Sorry. dark. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Bud Light Seltzer. Goes down got- rough. Feels terrible on the tummy, but oh boy, it's not very yummy. You should write jingles. You know, I'll do those jingles so hard. All right, Willie, let me ask you this because I feel like I want to I wanna say something. Just say it, man. Do it. Can I go on a mini rant for a second? All right. I, I want to start off this rant brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer by saying thank you to everybody who voted. Thank you to everybody who went out and became an election judge. Thank you to everybody who canvassed and made signs and got us to the point where we are today. What comes next is my question. Biden wins. Does everybody rest on their laurels and think like, okay, the government's going to be back to normal. We'll just let them handle it and back off. You know, does it turn into something like the protests from earlier this summer where, where, where is everybody? Where's all the anger? Or... Do they go out and do something about it? Do they go out and continue to get involved in politics? Do they grow their 
their knowledge for how to change the country in a more positive manner? Do they not rest until we get universal health care, until we get a maybe not a full Green New Deal, but a, a point where we can have flying cars? Shout out to last week's episode. And back to the future. And if Trump wins, do people lose their shit again? Or same question. Do they go out and actually do something about it? And I I was feeling hopeful yet helpless today because I went out and voted. Do I have to become senator now or do I have to become uh, a congressperson in order to in, in order to affect change? Like is it what do I what can I do? How can I get how can I get ranked choice voting into the American lexicon? That's my question. What do you think? Oh man, I had so I had so many thoughts as you were bringing this up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got this. And while you're thinking of a response, I just want to say because I am an idiot and I know it. I I don't have a clue when it comes to being charismatic <laughs> to the point where I could ever see myself as a politician. I I don't have good hair. My teeth aren't perfect. As far as I know, I only have a couple hundred followers on Twitter, so I'm not that popular. I'm very lucky that the person in the other room likes me, you know, and it's not me. Right. So what, what can someone like me do? Little old me, little old insignificant me do so that I can see the change that I want to see in the future. I, I think there's two things that you need to look for. One, you need to understand that a very small percentage of the American population goes into civil service. So it's civil service. So don't expect that in order for you to make change, you need to be a politician. That is a way to be able to do it. But voting, the way things are set up is for you to be able to vote for the candidate that you believe is going to affect change the way that you need it for your life, right? Don't worry about everybody else. It's about you. Now, we have we have attempted on this podcast to remove our opinions on who we voted for or which candidate was right. And we've shown our bias, but we've also said it's okay to to just be present and, and vote for what you believe in. But I'm going to go out and say and state specifically on a podcast dedicated to election coverage that voting for anything but Biden is voting for a lack of human rights it's voting for biden is voting for getting us back to what to status quo where change absolutely needs to to happen he is not the right candidate for america but he is the right candidate for humanity today versus what we've had for the last four years and if we need to get back to square one except that that is where we need to go so that we can, Scott, get those people like AOC, get those politicians like Ilhan Omar, who have more progressive views, things that align more with our needs, into positions to be able to actually affect change amongst their peers. And right now is one step further. It's just not going to happen anytime soon. I think that's the hardest thing to swallow, thinking of even if we make some sort of what would amount to a monumental leap back towards the middle of boring, uninteresting, because it's just doing what it's supposed to do, politics, that we're still so far away, we're still so divided, 
as a country on what basic human rights, basic human decency is. That's that's going to be my homework for the next four years, is how how can I convince people that we're all the same? We are all human beings. It doesn't matter if the color of our skin is different. I hate that I have to say this in 2020, when we're 10 steps away from putting a human being on Mars, practically, right? It's... It's just so frustrating. And, you know, thinking about what these candidates have to do when they go around the United States and campaign and they go into these communities that they'd never been for, been before and they, they will most likely never go back to. And sitting down with a farmer, as an example, when, you're, when you've been a politician for 47 years and saying, like, what do you need? How can I help you? How can I get your vote? And then let's say they do happen to change that person's mind. How do they follow through? How do they make sure that that person who lives in a rural area, as we are seeing, they are voting mostly red. How can I get you to buy into this vision for the country? How can I change your mind? It's just, I know it's, it's the, the nut that most politicians try to crack, but I feel feel like we're just too far out and it's it's super frustrating so like the the nfl does during the super bowl we're prepared for both outcomes we have victory merchandise for both candidates if if one wins we will don those caps and t-shirts and pour the especially branded champagne over our heads and if the other one or and all the other merchandise then gets shipped to a third world country so Right back here to the United States. We, yep. In one outcome, that's right back here. In the other outcome, that's probably right back here. So, with the majority of the electoral votes now counted, we are confidently calling this year's presidential election for... Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. It, it's been an incredibly challenging four years. Lives have changed. Lives have been lost due to terrible mismanagement of our political system and it only took four years for us to say this is wrong for us this is wrong for the world and i can only hope that as we begin anew at the first of the year people can understand that you don't need to go out and riot because you're feeling weak and powerless because your demigod is now gone that's uh, that's very aggressive, but okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode God of the podcast. Bless Although America. it might have been a different view into Land the world, we appreciate I all of you for being around, and we value everybody for listening to us and, and following along with two idiots who don't have a clue what they're talking about, but care deeply about the positive energy we can bring to this world. I believe in all of you. I'm, we're open to feedback. Let us know if you loved the show or hated the show. If you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us uh, via email, sufferthatpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at subforthat. Scott on Twitter is Scott Garola, and I am WildMN293. And tune in next week as we try to pick up the crumbling pieces that is the shamble of America 
Thank you, guys. And as always, no matter what you're into, whether it's acoustic guitar, one piece, dancing with the stars, or black people Twitter, there's, there's a, a sub, a sub for, that. for that.